0: Welcome to the Wellness Guys Show with wellness experts, Dr. Damien Christophe and Dr. Brett Hill. Hey, Brett-O. Damo. Hey, uh Hey, this little chat we did today, uh, it's kind of cool. Like, you know, it started off, I was thinking, oh, what are we going to be talking about here? Is it going to be singing? Are we going to get up on stage? Are we Are going to sing Kumbaya together? But uh, it <laughs> no.
1: had to be. I started getting worried he was going to make a sing in the episode. No. So, everyone just rest assured, Damien and I don't sing during no, the episode. Not during,
0: not during the episode, at least, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I know that I did jump in the car for a little bit in that period of time and had a little bit of a ditty. And, uh, off word. But um, I found it really, you know, interesting that so many reasons or the main reason why people don't actually express their voice or use their voice properly or can't actually sing, you know, or they perceive they can't sing is for a number of, I suppose, really... Easy to remedy kind of uh, mindset and health issues, and uh, I found that really fascinating. And I reckon that uh, for those people who are listening to this particular call today, uh, though, and they want to sing or they want to use their voice, or they want to actually say something to somebody, and they're struggling saying something to somebody, I think they'll get a lot from this particular call. What do you reckon?
1: Yeah, well, I just found it fascinating how applicable it was to so many other areas of your life. You know, for people who have no interest in ever singing a bar, there, there's still just so much good information in there that you can apply in so many other areas of your life so i thought that was fascinating and you can see why both lawrence tam and karen smith recommended him so highly in order for us to get him on the podcast show because he's just got some really great information to share Mm, absolutely well guys i hope you enjoy this one uh don't forget to uh to stay
0: all the way to the end uh there is a a web link in the end of the actual show i must give it to you now it's uh www.thewellnesscouch.com forward slash the singing zone
1: and, uh, and i'll put it, that in the show notes as well so you can get it there too
0: yeah you'll be able to get it there and if you really love what paire's talking about which i think you will um you may want to get along to his uh, his event i think i'll be there with jackson and bretto you might be there with Steph. maybe the kids
1: <laughs> oh, you, that'd be awesome that'd be so much fun how cool would that be
0: all right guys enjoy hey guys damien Christoph here and Brett hill here hey bretto how are you mate
1: Good mate. Good. Good to chat to you again, mate.
0: I know, this is exciting. I'm enjoying this new format. It's nice and relaxed. It's calm. It's uh, it's not um not too fast pacing. And- um, the feedback we've been getting from a couple of people, is, was, and it has, has only been a couple of people, by the way, uh, has been <laughs> that it's uh, a nice, calm, easy way to listen to the podcast and they're enjoying it. So I'm really happy about that. I've had no bad feedback, but please send us your feedback. Do you like the new format of the Wellness Guys? I know it's just the two of us. LT's still in our presence, still in our minds. We still love LT. He's just not with us in person. But um, And hey, if you've Brad, got
1: good feedback, send it to Damo. If you've got bad feedback, send it to me because Damo doesn't like the bad feedback. Feedback, well, just so. send
0: it. Now send the bad feedback to Lawrence. That's Lawrence. That's, uh, <laughs> just joking. Can't do that anymore. Hey, um, buddy, we're joined today by an incredible guy. Uh, this fella has uh, has overcome some hurdles himself. I suppose it's quite a, a a nice way to put that, actually, Brett. Just given the discussion we had offline or off air. Um, he's uh, involved in. In overcoming um, I suppose, challenges to people expressing their full voice. and you know that talks about fear, it talks about um, health, it talks about a whole lot of stuff. and and so today we're joined by Pierre Bristow and we're and we're entering the singing zone, I suppose. and I think we're going to get a lot out of this particular conversation, Bre. Eh?
1: I'm looking forward to this. This is something uh, I think that I hold quite dear because I grew up with quite a bad lisp actually. So really? I was not someone who liked public speaking. I was not someone, who, definitely not someone who liked singing. Still don't really like singing because I'm not much chop at it. But I'm looking forward to speaking to Pear and finding out what he's got to say because I think it's a great topic. Yeah,
0: it's gonna be good. So look, Pear's a, a voice coach and he's a performance coach. He's based in LA. He's from Sweden. Uh, so when you listen to his accent, it's a little bit different to what you'd expect. He's the creator of the Bristow Voice Method. It's a method that for more than 15 years has empowered tens of thousands of singers and speakers from over 132 nations to heal, build, and free their voices, which is you know quite an incredible story. Um, the Bristow Voice Message was born out of Pear's, um, I keep saying Pear, but it's Pear. It's been my Kiwi accent coming out there. Um, uh, vast experience as a performance musician, singer, actor, and athlete, and his many years of experience as a teacher and coach, and his in depth knowledge in her- areas of the human anatomy, modern training methods, advanced learning strategies, peak performance psychology, advanced mental training techniques, nutrition, and so much more. And I'll uh, welcome to the show, Pear. Welcome to the show.
2: Thank you so much. You're making me chuckle.
0: Uh- <laughs> <laughs> you've got so much there that you've done so
2: many great things, Pear. Well, uh, thank you, but but you're making me chuckle because you're funny and you do sound nice and relaxed. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: it's nice to be relaxed. It's way better to be relaxed. Pear, this is a really. Uh, fascinating.
2: What do what do you mean about my my accent? I don't have an accent.
0: Well, <laughs> uh, Brett's got the accent because he's from Adelaide. We've always said that. <laughs>
2: All right. <laughs>
0: Pear. Um, your your journey i suppose is uh, is very interesting um you've come from an athletics background you've got a great voice why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about you know how it is that you got to where you are today to be able to you know share with you know thousands and thousands of thousands of people about how to bring out their voice
2: well thank you and, and it is interesting i started out as a musician i was considered a uh, child prodigy playing the violin whatever that means i actually got got kind of annoyed by hearing that word talent being thrown out because i've always been in love with skill development i really want to figure out strategies to learn skills whatever it might be i I love to learn so uh growing up and hearing you're so talented you're such a natural is not necessarily all that motivating after a while but i i always wanted to be an athlete um i actually had a back injury when i was 12. And I actually did become a better athlete after that, and that was also really uh, <laughs> interesting experience. I think that's what really triggered my interest in learning about the mind, the body, um, how we overcome pain in the first place, and and how you heal, and and then uh, learning the skills. I, I was never the strong guy. I was never the the. I never had that raw speed, but I, I was. Uh, third in the Swedish uh, Youth Championships in 110-meter hurdles. But it was mostly because of um, the mental skills, perhaps, of, of being able to perform perform well. And then I, I was uh, very introverted, kind of shy in my, my teenage, uh, you know, in my high school years. And, and uh, that's when I realized this thing about having a voice and uh, not daring to speak out uh, it was uh, not always... Yeah, it was challenging, but I had a musical background. So then I wanted to start singing. So I, I started doing that. And then I fell in love with that, really. And then, and then I had one of the leading roles in the two biggest box office successes in Swedish history at the time. So I have these backgrounds of, of performance and sports and, and all kinds of stuff. And I was a full-time music teacher right after high school. So I've always loved teaching. So then when I started coaching um, voice, I sort of brought brought in everything that I've learned from different fields and, and tried to figure out strategies, how I can get someone to overcome a voice problem or, or singers want to sing those high notes, speakers want deeper, more, more impactful voices. How can I help that person discover what they're actually capable of? And and that's really what I love to do. We really help people discover stuff.
1: It's a fascinating concept, Per. I I like the way you're linking. I guess uh, you know the performance aspect of both athletics and then also singing performance as well. And I think you know these sort of uh, this can relate to a lot of people, even if they're not interested in singing or athletics, because obviously people have some way that they want to impact on the world, Um, whatever that may be, whether that's in their job, whether that's in their family, you know. And I guess this this underlying mental side of things that allows people to perform at their best in whatever role that they want to play in their life life is, I guess, the thing that everyone can relate to. So you know, wh- what is the underlying mental side? You know, what are the keys, do you think, to allow someone, whether they be in athletics or singing, to allow them to express themselves and to perform at their best?
2: Yeah. That, I, and I totally agree with you. And that's what so much of my work these days. Yes, I work with professional singers. I work with professional speakers. But it's so much about life. And I wouldn't have been able to be the entrepreneur that I am today if I have, hadn't learned these skills. Because being able to perform at your peak when it matters the most, well, what does that mean? It really means that, well, when when do things matter the most? Often when the challenge is, is on, when we're facing a crisis, when things aren't going well, how do we turn that around? And, and that's what fascinates me, how we then can um, can bring a skill that from, from one area, how do we – use that in another area and it really uh, it has such an in, incredible impact on life when when we develop those skills
0: pair uh, some people are born naturally with a beautiful voice you know they they appear, even when really they, even when they cry as a baby it sounds majestic you know <laughs> and it is there's some people that you know that they should just close the door and the window of the car and just only sing to themselves. And I'm one of those people. I think that I should only sing to myself. <laughs> you are? I, think, yeah, so. You I
1: put, think so. You can put me in that category too, Damo. But, yeah, maybe safely, we are sing in
0: the car together, Bretto.
1: Maybe All right. To- so great. There's, there's a reason we've never sung on the Wellness Guys, I reckon, Damo. <laughs> <laughs> Today could be the first day. We'll see how we go. Ooh, uh, I don't
0: know. Good
2: one.
1: Just put it out. All
0: there, right. So really.
2: here's a question for you. Okay. How much have you trained?
0: Well, in the car, quite a lot. And so um, I, do, I do like singing in the car to myself. Um, my, my son's in, the in the shower? My son's in the shower? Yeah, in the shower. Okay. No, I don't sing in the shower because that echoes and everyone can hear that. Um, but not, well, I've never that professionally counts. trained. I've never professionally trained. But my son's a great singer and his mum's a great singer. But Amber, yeah. my wife and I, we're just not very good singers. So uh, is, is there hope for me?
2: Can I get somewhere with this? But here's a, what I think is so interesting. First of all, like you mentioned before, the singing and speaking tend to be the things that we fear the most, which is really interesting. Why is that? I love, I At the same speaking. time, what, say what?
0: I love speaking. I love it. Like yeah, I, I could speak all day, couldn't I, brother? <laughs> <laughs> Damo. Damo, he's a great speaker. Oh, speak all day. Very, very so, so, so good. Right. Sort of what,
2: what, so what if you have a really super big performance and then and then you suddenly don't have a voice the night before? Now it becomes less <laughs> exciting. Yeah, right? That's true. That's a good point. <laughs> no, but it is interesting that public speaking is known as one of the greatest fears. And singing, of course, is probably even worse for people who don't feel comfortable singing. But on the other hand, singing is part of every culture, every, every uh, child. We could argue that every child sings before, before they speak. We could argue that we're making sound, we're experimenting with sound before we can construct words into sentences. An adult doesn't call that singing because adults have different kind of judgments, which we can talk about, which is kind of interesting. But a, a child expresses But then something happens because then we become judgmental. We start judging. We uh, we start hearing things. And uh, where does that come from? Well, it comes from our survival instinct. We want to fit in, right? So, and for a lot of people, frankly, for a lot of kids, the best strategy to fit in is, frankly, to be quiet. Think about that. Because making sound or voicing your opinion can sometimes be disruptive. Now, you and me and we entrepreneurs have actually sort of uh, become entrepreneurs because we like to challenge things, yes, um, wherever that comes from. But a lot of people have grown up with it's actually better to just, mm. you know, don't make it don't make fuss, don't make it. Because it's disruptive. And as kids, we don't have the awareness of when to be quiet and when to make sound, you know. So we hear shut up and then we, um, that's, that's how it, so, so many people have grown up with that and never really express their voice physically or express their voice, their inner voice, right? Their, their ideas, their suggestions in the meetings. And, and I was like that, not because anyone was mean to me. I just became judgmental towards myself. And frankly, I think one of the reasons I became so judgmental towards myself because I grew up with the idea that I was supposed to be good at everything. And this is the problem with hearing that when you're, that you're talented all the time, because now I feel that, oh, I have to be good. And therefore, if I'm not good, I back off and I disappear. And, and we all have different, different, um, uh, you know, experiences from childhood, but expressing is such an important part of it so you um so th- so again you know like i mentioned the word talent eh, i don't know about that it's about training and some people we're all different obviously um but you probably can uh, you know you have this idea that you don't sound well when you sing but you also haven't really explored and w- what it is to actually develop a singing voice and be able to actually uh, release your voice. It becomes a, a nice, rich, vibrating sound which you have when you speak. So there's absolutely no reason why you couldn't sound great singing. Um, shoot, we should we should um, make that a challenge. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I-
1: I remember being in the – I was actually in the chorus of my high school musical demo, the mm-hmm. HMS yeah. pinnacle. Yeah. And uh, and I remember yeah. being there with the teacher trying to teach me how to sing and trying to give me a few tips to, to make my horrible voice not stand out quite so much amongst the chorus. And I, I don't remember it making a whole lot of difference, I think. But, um, but I think what what you're talking about, Pear, really is I guess this idea that many people have, which is I'm not good enough. You know, and people have that in so many aspects of their life, and I think it holds people back in so many aspects of their life and in their health and well-being journey because they feel like they're not good enough. Like, Who am I to do whatever in their life? I mean, is, is that really the fundamental uh, challenge we have, we're talking about here?
2: Yes, I totally agree. And professional singers feel the same way. Uh, it's just that they're, uh, they have different challenges. The pressure is on them on a, in a different kind of way. And unfortunately, a lot of professionals need to take drugs to deal with it. And uh, from you, since you are in the health and wellness field, um, it's quite sad. And a lot, of, um, a lot of performers don't know how to affect the nervous system. They don't know how to get into that state so they actually perform well without taking drugs. They can't uh, wind down afterwards. They don't know how to fall asleep. We've lost a lot of artists because they don't know how to fall asleep. And so many people... Suffer from sleep um, sleep problems, right? And um, I went off on a tangent now, but but um, I, just, I, I, I
0: really like that tangent. I was just thinking, so people people after singing or after speaking, they struggle to fall asleep because they, you know, maybe their adrenaline's up. I definitely find that my adrenaline's up after I get off stage, and and, and I've got to try mm-hmm. and wind down again. Um, are you saying that uh, th- this is a common thing? This is
2: this is happens with everybody or a lot of people. Super- yeah. Super common. Wow. And a lot of, and a lot of people have different kinds of stresses, right? So, uh, stresses at work and, uh, there's always stuff going on, relationships, so many things. And we don't know how to turn that off. We don't, we don't know how to turn that fear off. And therefore, uh, when do you, when do you sleep the worst? Well, when you're under stress, when should you sleep the best when you're under stress, right? Because if you want to deal with the problems, then sleep is vital. Um, but there's so many things. So, 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 um, Um, everything that we're talking about here actually ties together. And that's why I'm so passionate about helping people actually discover greater awareness of not only their physical voice, but the strategy that I use, which is, I dare say, quite different from what you experienced when you were in your choir, is that you actually uh, discover an awareness. Rather than trying to be good, hit the notes so that you're going to be acceptable, it's actually a very different kind of process where you actually discover the restrictions that you have never been aware of how to access the muscles that you've never knew you had. And then you set your voice freer. But then you also realize that the reason you have restrictions, you also realize that that's actually a lot of fears, fears of not sounding good, fear of cracking, fear of whatever. Right. Um, and, and it's so amazing when we go through that process, that not only the physical voice becomes so much freer and uh, you now get a Uh, Great range, which has to do with flexibility because you're releasing restrictions. You get more power with less effort, and the the voice becomes more resonant. And a lot of things happen to the physical voice, but you realize how incredibly good it feels to let out sound. And then guess what happens then? You realize it actually sounds good, and hitting the notes becomes the easiest thing in the world. But now you become freer. So that's the process I go through them with people when they develop their voice. But then they realize, wow, this is not really just about developing their voice, trying to hit some notes or trying to sound, have a deeper voice. This is about really releasing me, releasing the restrictions that I've been holding back forever. And that ties into the health and wellness because, well, again, we are so, we live under so much stress, so much fears, so it becomes part of that. How do, we act, how do we actually release those fears? And that then ties into getting up on stage or whatever the stage might be. It might be you, you're making a presentation, you're teaching in front of a class, you're doing a podcast, you're doing it uh, up on stage in front of thousands and thousands of people. Whatever it might be, you're expressing something, you're allowing it to come out, and now you become a much more charismatic, much more authentic, you become more spontaneous, you feel more alive, and people love you in a totally different way and tied that into then getting into the so-called zone, the flow state that we want to call it, so that therefore magic happens. You become more creative, spontaneous, like I said, and that ties, that goes hand-in-hand hand with the state of peak performance. So there's so much you know that ties into this stuff, and uh, I just think it's fascinating. We are fascinating as human beings, don't you think?
0: Yeah, this is fascinating. It really is, and I'm, I'm thinking of all the people that I know, that uh, want to have a voice, like they want to speak in their community, or they want to speak in their workplace, want to speak in their family unit, um, and that's that's yeah. the extent to which they want to do it. Some people want to go beyond that and go into their community, and you know maybe even. Um, to do com- community events or larger events. And some people want to go to the big stage like you, pair and you know, go and tackle the world. So there's, other, you know, there's all these different ty- types of scales of people. But it seems to me that what you're saying is that the same methodology is, is applied uh, for finding your voice, whether it be in the home or in the workplace, as it would be to be on the stage um, or in front of a camera. Is, is that what you're essentially saying?
2: Yes, the way I do it, that's how I see it. And I think there's a, be- a big benefit to that. Rather than develop one skill that applies to one area, no, we apply how we can actually free ourselves. So we we can imply, uh, apply apply um, me my skill. How can I step up on that stage? Or how can I be free here? How can I relate better um, with the kids? Whatever it might be, it it, it has an enormous um, uh, application. <laughs> What's the word? Yeah, application in so many areas. Cause it's still about releasing you, who you are. And, and therefore, you know, like, like I t- talked about in the beginning, this thing about talent, uh, because I'm all, I'm, I'm a, um, well, I, I'm a teacher. I, I'm in love with learning, right? It's all about uh, skill development. So therefore if I now have a skill to be able to take on, let's say a scary event, uh, a big thing that I'm going to do, a big challenge in my business, um, that is my stage, right? Um, what does that do to confidence? That's a great
0: question. It's a great question. Right? Yeah, well, yeah. This is it. Well, some people, some people just get so scared, so petrified, um, and they play over and over in their head all the potential scenarios of what could happen. You know, what if I get up there and my slides don't work, or what if mm-hmm. I go to meet my boss and I actually can't think of the things I want to say? What if, what if I um, go to do an oral presentation in an exam? and the words just don't come out right or i mix it up and i get stressed and confused you know how's that going to play so they have these scenarios playing in their head as part of your technique i know you know just reading some of the reviews of um you know everyone does a little google search i google searched you just before our call Um, wanted to find out more about your method Um, one of the reviews was so positive in that it doesn't teach you about finding the note or finding the scales or anything like that it's actually finding this power um that's inside you the ability to enter this state of peak performance that do you teach people in your course how to just trigger that so they just get into that state where they just go you know what i'm gonna just my voice is coming you better watch out (laughs) is that that yeah that's
2: Yeah, and that's actually why I started doing the live events, because that gives me an opportunity to actually go through this in depth and also be on stage as I do it. I might as well be a role model, right, (laughs) rather than just talk in theory. Um, it's it, interesting because you said earlier on when we we're off air that uh, you had you didn't
0: feel like a role model at one point because of your health. Just tell us about that because there's people that are are here listening to this at the moment are going, oh yeah, but it's all good and well because you're a singer and you you know you played violin and you're a child prodigy and you're good at sport and all of these sorts of things. Obviously, you had some challenge with your health that kind of made you feel a bit inauthentic. You know, maybe share that with our listeners.
2: Right, right. And, uh, and and uh, back in high school, I had uh, very uh, severe problems with confidence, um, speaking out, like I mentioned, and, and that was uh, not comfortable. Um, I'm not sure a lot of people have experienced that. So yeah, I've lived with a lot of fears in my life and that makes me sound like a, scary, a scared person, right? But the truth is that, well, a lot of people look at me and they say, oh, wow, you're so confident. No, I'm scared like everybody else, but I've learned to also become aware of fears. and uh, rather than overcoming fears, I think it's about embracing them and learning what to do with them. The big problem is though that we' we're not uh, we're not aware. So all these scenarios that you said, the things that we, we we um you know going on in our head, a lot of times we're not even aware of that. Um, and uh, when we actually become more aware of, that is actually going on, that is actually why I can't sleep, that is actually the, the stress that I'm feeling, um, now it becomes much easier to do something about it. But most of the time, I would argue that we live stressed lives and we really don't know what it is. We're not quite sure. And we repeat the same thoughts, right, that we did yesterday. So, um, so, so say, I'm, uh, say again, what was the actual question? Because I had something going here.
0: <laughs> that was, that's great. No, I was just—I was going to get you to talk about. Uh, you mentioned that you had health issues. Um, oh, right? the health issues! Yeah, exactly. You couldn't that's speak. Great. you couldn't sing. Yeah.
2: That's right. That's right. Yeah. So I already had a good career happening here in Los Angeles. I, get, I was getting known for helping people with voice problems and, and all kinds of stuff. Um, and, and then I had uh, uh, not a good feeling in my throat, and I was diagnosed having acid reflux. Uh, very common problem, very bad problem for singers and speakers. It's not good for the voice. Acid starts burning your vocal cords and so forth. So, um, I, I got some drugs, uh, proton pump inhibitors that reduces the stomach acid production, and I thought that was wonderful. Thank you so much. <laughs> and I started getting, getting stomach pains, and I started. Uh, uh, it wasn't helping. I couldn't eat. Five months. Five months later i had lost uh 30 pounds i weighed 135 pounds now i really didn't have pounds to lose um my body was completely out of whack i couldn't get up in the morning my back was out um i had no voice and uh and it was really painful to to try and produce sound and uh, then i got some tests i had every mineral deficiency you can think of and i was a complete emotional wreck I mean, I didn't have any money. I was broke now because I, I couldn't coach, and and I and it was so frustrating then because I knew I had a good method. I wanted to publish this, and now I can't. How am I, If I publish something now, who, who's going to listen to me? I don't have a voice myself. Who am I to talk about anything, right? So, uh, so I, I was so, uh, um, well. Uh, depressed, if you will. And then I started doing research and I realized, you know, this is not acid reflux. This is not GERD. This is actually uh, the effect of the drugs. And which got me even more mad. And and when you get mad, then of course, you get even more acid reflux, right? So (laughs) it doesn't help your digestive system. Uh, To be mad all all the time. So, um, but I, but on the other hand, and this is really part of my big message, um, the anger that I had and all the emotions that we have, by the way, I completely, okay. They're completely fine. And anger can actually be a really valuable emotion if it propels us to do something, to take action. So I decided that not only was I going to publish the method that I developed, it was now going to be way better than it ever had been. But I can't publish it until I heal. So therefore, it's not about healing now. It's about building a new body, a new awareness, a new everything. I knew I would not be able to heal if I'm going to stay angry. So I have to go to a different kind of spiritual, mental, emotional um, state, uh, and, and start appreciating, um, this, uh, learning experience. And like I mentioned, I had a back injury at the age of 12. So I already had the belief that things can happen, uh, we, or you can make things happen rather. Um, so it was a journey. It was probably a two year journey to get my health, not only back in shape, but probably stronger than it ever was. And uh, this was uh, about 10 years ago. I launched my method online nine years ago. And like you mentioned, it's helped people in 132 countries. But I also wanted, at that point, I wanted to make sure this becomes successful. I wanted to have a voice and I therefore now appreciate this thing about having a voice even more physical voice, inner voice, having an impact in the world. And this is really what I want to help people with so that they can have greater impact, whether it's a singer creating an amazing experience for the audience. You're speaking, you're presenting, you're teaching, you're communicating with one person in the room, whatever it might be, really. And and, and voice is also expressing not just in sound. It's expressing in movement, expressing in writing. Uh, I mean, it's, it's all kind of stuff. And also that fact that we have so much within us, that we are capable of so much more than we think we are. And I want to help people release that capacity. And that includes capacity for healing and building the body. So, Per,
1: let's, let's finish this up. We're getting towards the end now. I'd, I'd love to finish up just with a few really practical tips. So, you know, one thing that's kind of dawned on me as you've been speaking when you were talking about people not doing stuff because they feel like they're not good enough at it, and it made me realize that, um, you know, I've got a guitar sitting here at home I picked up about three years ago, and I pluck away on it a little bit. I sing along a little bit with my daughter sometimes, but I really haven't played it as much as I thought I would or perhaps as much as I would like to have. And I think part of that is that I'm not as good at the guitar as I would like to be. Um, and part of it is as I started going along, I realized that in order to play the guitar, it doesn't really work unless you kind of sing along too. And, I, and I'm not real keen on singing a lot. So where do I start, Peg? Give me a couple of practical tips for me and obviously for everyone listening in that they can you know, get started in terms of uh, finding their voice and, and sharing whatever it is, whether it's an instrument, whether it's their voice, whether it's their health journey.
2: Well, you just need to do my program. You're going to sing like never before. (laughs) Um, So so it's first of all, we can enjoy expressing singing, music, um, whatever it might be on so many different levels. I don't have to be Roger Federer to enjoy playing tennis. And singing is one of these, these things that we can enjoy on so many different levels. You don't have to be a world class singer to enjoy singing with your kids. So that's one thing. The feeling of not being good enough, like we said, it's just it's a it's a thing that we probably all of us carry carry with us. Um, so so we really want to um, deal with that so that it doesn't um, hamper us. But here's another beautiful thing I think. Since I'm in love with skill development these days, if I tell myself I'm not good enough, uh, for me that's not necessarily a um, a negative because I know that doesn't mean that I'm not talking about myself forever. I may not be good enough for something right now, meaning by tomorrow I will be. (laughs) So so since I'm into skill development, I also know that you can develop skills at rapid fire pace. And that actually gives me, uh, which is frankly also something I teach at the live events, but that's also something that I I, I love to uh, embrace myself. And that gives me then a sense of, Peace, a sense of calm, right? Uh, And I don't have to judge myself of, okay, I'm not good enough according to who. But I can become better. If I want to improve, I can. But I can also enjoy something where I am and I don't have to improve. Does that make sense? It makes sense. It totally makes
0: sense. Pear, thank you so much for your time today. It's been uh, it's been very enlightening for me. I've enjoyed listening to you, and I'm I'm looking forward to learning more about your particular program. For everybody that's uh, listening to this, thinking, oh my gosh, I, I want to do what this guy's talking about because it's it's kind of cool. Um, make sure you go to thewellnesscouch.com forward slash the singing zone, and uh, you'll be redirected to. Uh, the site to go and purchase tickets. Uh, the event that Pear's running is October 21, it's in Sydney, uh, it's easy for everyone in Australia to get to, probably bit easy for uh, for people in New Zealand to get to, if you're listening along in New Zealand, uh, so it's October 21st, 2018, or oh, 2017, not 2018, 2017, uh, and if you go to thewellnesscouch.com, The Singing Zone, you'll uh, be able to get your tickets there. Pear, thank you so much for sharing with us today.
2: Thank you so much, real pleasure.